You're listening to the Homeboys Podcast, recorded in our Indiana office and with combined 40 years of experience. Here's your hosts, Clint and Scott. Hey, real estate investors, you are with the Homeboys and the Homeboys Podcast. We are very excited to have you today. We love providing this content for you real quick. Hit subscribe down there so you can get updates from us on future podcasts and other content that we're providing. We've got a very boring episode for you today. We are going to talk about renovating properties for future success. We're coming off of a couple of fun topics, and I feel like we're just I don't know. Going down just no, a little bit. Oh, this is fun. We talked about food a couple couple weeks Nothing ago. Nothing is more fun than eating food or talking about food. However, this is fun. You love remodeling. I love remodeling. Some yeah. people don't carry the same passion. Sure. You know, I have about it. I hate it that I'm stuck or I should say chained to yeah. my desk as much as I am. You know, we do not let you out of your office. No. Um, I used to love getting out and renovating properties and being in charge of that, but we've we've got uh, a go-to person here in our office right. that's been with us forever that does that. But uh, but anyhow, speaking of food, I'm just coming off of Father's Day, and I got to enjoy some of our favorite food from that podcast. I got Ale Emporium wings, nice, and Ale Emporium pizza, and I sat around and I watched golf for like eight hours. Heaven, pretty epic. So yeah. I just got got uh, just got fatter, but uh, I had was, eggs. It was awesome. You had eggs. I had eggs for Father's Day. I Sounds woke healthy. up early for me, and I ate spoiled rotten eggs and was sick all day from it. You really were. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you about that. Yeah. yeah, sick as could be. Ate rotten eggs, but I did get the best shirt you've ever seen from my daughters for Father's Day. Okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah, it it applies to what we talk about a lot here. So my shirt says. This is not a dad bod. It's a father figure. <laughs> the best shirt I've ever had. It really yeah. is. You know, I, please go to a state fair. Oh, I will. Wearing that shirt. Oh, I will. And just let me, yeah. you know, walk behind yeah. you and take a picture. And, yeah. you know. I think they got it for me so I would wear my shirt more around the house. I'm, I'm, I'm like that white trash guy who walks around, like on Cops episodes. You know how the guy's never wearing a shirt when they show up? Yep. Or I now Peter. get that mm-hmm. as I've gotten older. I walk around my house with my shirt off a lot. And if, if the girls are in the kitchen, I'll, I'll say from the other room as I walk by, I want to see something really cool. And I just stick my stomach out and look at them. You know, or I'll flex. Well, when they look at you weird, you should just say you're welcome. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. So they got me that shirt, which I love the shirt. It's one of the best Father's Day. It's the best Father's Day. Well, gift I think I've it's incredible. Gotten. Yeah. I think you should have worn it today. I know. I should have. You yeah. let us down by I not know. wearing it, actually. Well, it's in the laundry. It hasn't been washed. Because you wore it for like 48 hours straight <laughs> afterwards. Right. Yeah. I walked around the house in it. I would have. It's a great shirt. It's an incredible shirt. Yeah. Well, anyhow, let's uh, let's well, ha- get a happy Father's Day. Happy though. Father's Day to you, and happy Father's Day. Uh, a little belated to everyone, yep. you know, out there. Lots of uh, great dads out there. We have lots of great dads that are customers. Um, yep. You know, it is. I'm not very good with getting uh, any kind of attention, so I always try to just tell them your best gift is no gift. Right. But uh, I got a couple of pretty cool gifts. I got a, a painting of my daughters, which is really, which is really neat. Amazing. Uh, you know, I had an artist do a painting, and it's got my dogs in it too. It's pretty so neat, pretty slick. But it'll, it will adorn my office uh, walls here pretty soon. Oh, cool. So you know, Good. I'm going to bring it in. But but anyhow, let's get on to the real estate 
because we're such experts, yeah. 40 years real estate experience, let's get into this renovating properties for future success. Yeah. We think that this is extremely important because I see, and I know you see all the time, people getting into real estate and just doing the bare minimum or sure. not doing the right things or going overboard or, you know, there's lots of mistakes that, uh, that can be made here. So I f- want to first preface what we always say on this show is boring and keeping it as boring as possible. Unless there are some differences, like if you've got a vacation rental or something else, that, that changes things. But for the most sure. part, you and I work in the world of long-term sound real estate investments. You right. know, we, we don't really get into the vacation rentals. Not to say that there's not great money in it, that there's opportunity, but we like to keep things incredibly boring. Right. So anyhow, I would, um, I would also say that just so people understand, we also are in what would probably be considered as the high, higher end of long-term rental properties. So especially for Indianapolis, right? So what we're speaking about, um, bringing things to a certain level probably doesn't apply to if you're out there buying garbage properties in garbage areas, what we're about to tell you about rehabs probably doesn't apply um, nothing applies in my opinion to that, you know, stick, stick some lipstick on your pig and good luck. But this applies to, you know, quality housing that you can fix up to us to a significantly specific level that just, you can't afford to do on those cheap junk houses. So. We don't promote polishing turds. No. Polishing, polishing turds does not work in anything that you do, especially in real estate. We've talked about the circle of, of rehab, rent, evict, and that circle continues when you get in yeah. garbage properties like you speak of. So yeah. our properties are boring, but I would move my family, literally move my family into any single house that we've ever done. I, I, it's, I just simply would, you know, don't get me wrong. They're great houses. I love my house and I'd, I'd much rather be there, but we do houses to the level that we would live in. Your house is a little nicer than, oh, yeah. than what, what, what we're doing. Oh, it's definitely nicer. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think there's a rent, I don't think there's a rental property in our portfolio that's got no. the view that uh, you have out your backyard. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I have a nice home, but really my my property is the is the beautiful part. And I get what you say. You're you're just you're just reiterating the fact that we're working in good neighborhoods, right. Good properties, right. you and know, bring them to a condition that anyone right. could live in it. You know, a standard high end apartment level finish, right? Safe neighborhoods, safe neighborhoods, right? Safe safe areas. It, and done well enough that anyone could live in it and not be embarrassed. So let's say we got a property. We've identified it. We've kind of ran all of, all of our numbers. We know that it needs rehabbed. We're trying to figure out the best way to navigate that. And let's say you and I are ready to walk in and kind of assess the property. Right. What are you looking for? I think the first thing we would look at is the the layout of the property and, and the flow of the room, so to speak, and to make sure that it works now it never you never want to spend too much money on changing the the floor plan of a property it's just it's dollars poured down the drain because it there's no increase in its uh, beauty or the level of the property it just changes a floor plan so if you can make it work you leave it and you work with what you've got so on the flip side of that you would say you know, if there's a, uh, for lack of a better word, like a, a, a bastard type layout, you know, where 
you say it's a it's a two bedroom, call it a three bedroom, but you have to you have to walk through one of the yeah. rooms to get to another you know another bedroom. You know that would be something that we would find concerning, and we may try to fix that. Correct. That's not happened very often. Not in our level mm-hmm. of homes. You know, we, we buy homes that are pretty standardized, built in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, when houses started to have a very specific uh, floor plan. Um, but prior to that, houses were piecemealed. They're sh- uh, chopped up in many cases. Bought out of the Sears catalog correct. in some cases. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're they're functionally obsolescent is what right. we would say. They have tiny closets that people don't want and you got to walk through one bedroom to get to another. So we don't come across that. However, that would be a case where you fix it and you change it. Now, another example was I went to one of our houses yesterday. I know that. Castle. It's a big step for you. I know. I've been, yeah. you know, we've got people who do all of these things. Right. I'm chained to my desk just like you are. <laughs> I know, so man. I had a blast. I was, I was jealous. Yeah, I actually physically went to one of our houses. and I had an appointment and I came out of my office and you and Barry were gone. Yeah. And like, I wish I had it on camera because it's sheer terror. Right. You guys being the missing hang dog. number one. And then I called you and you're like, oh no, we're on our way to see a property. And I'm like, why well, you son of a, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you poor bastard you left me here, mm-hmm. you know, by myself. Right. But, uh, but anyhow, you were saying you got out, mm. you got to go out to a property. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a, he's a real estate expert. He's actually a, a local appraiser, a, mm-hmm. appraiser who's, he's a fireman full time and he's a, an, a, an appraiser who we know in the business. You and I have known of, known of him for 15 years and yeah. have known him personally for 10. And he's just too busy to build his own portfolio. So he's literally buying one of our turnkey properties. He could go do this with his eyes closed, but he doesn't have the time. So he's just buying one of our turnkey properties. Well, buying two, um, possibly Shellbark. So um, we went out there and he's, there's a dining room that's connected to the kitchen, but it's it's got a solid wall between it. And it would flow much nicer if it was like a half wall with a breakfast bar. Right. And uh, he said, why don't we uh, knock out that wall and, um, you know, put in a breakfast bar? And I said, well, that'd be great if we were selling this house. I, I definitely want to do that. However, the rent difference between spending $3,000 to remove that wall, change around the kitchen layout... Um, you know, you will get zero extra dollars in rent. So there's a balance with a lot of that stuff right. too, where it's, yes, that would be a much better layout. It would be, uh, uh, if you were on resale, that will improve the value of the house even. Rents, it won't bring any extra rents. So it's hard to know which ones of those you can do. So we always say, if the floor plan works and it and it's good enough to function and bring the rents, that's one of the things we don't mess with very much. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do because we want to make these houses as cool as they ever could possibly be. Right. It's it's hard to keep your paws off something you know you could make better very easily. But at the same time, you got to make your dollars work smart in this to get the best returns. You can still provide a beautiful, great product, but it does just doesn't have to be the perfect layout. You right. can work with what you got. So... We've secured the floor plan. Yeah. You know, in most cases, we're, we're looking to keep it. You know, there's few rare cases that it needs to be, you know, switched around right. just for, you know, make it a little bit more functional. But we have secured the floor plan. So after we've secured the floor plan, we're going to be moving on to how we finish, you know, the property. Um, you know, two quick things, you know, for me, I think two things come to mind. Keep it simple. You know, don't go overboard. Keep it simple. But also take care 
of as much as you can early before you start to rent it out because, you know, there are things that they will continue to pop up. So whenever I say keep it simple, you know, I don't feel like that you have to go in and, you know, put travertine in the bathrooms or you have to go in and no one knows what travertine is, you know, a high end, uh, high end flooring, you know, (laughs) um, or, you know, high end lighting, you know, those sorts of things. We're, we're, we're right in the middle, um, as far as how we want to finish a property. We don't want to put, you know, crap materials in there. We want to put very durable materials, but at the same time, you know, we don't we don't want to go overboard. Yeah, so. it's a step above builder grade, is what people can understand it as. You say that a lot. I like yeah. that. It's true though. Mm-hmm. So if you if you go to say a Menards, Menards does builder kits, mm-hmm. as you know, um, and you can buy different levels of, of builder kits depending on the level of house. Meaning you can literally go into Menards and say, I want to build this floor plan, and they show up on your lot with all of the material, including lights, toilets. Right sitting there so they have different level finishes and that highest level builder grade that's that's in our market's about three hundred thousand dollars the lights and things that are in that kit we do one tier above those Mm -hmm. you know which is i don't think people realize that you know the stuff we use it's still builder grade yeah but a lot of times those builder grades i mean you're talking pretty pretty cheap lighting we've dealt with it you know for a while where you you know you just have like a, a stainless steel bar and you know, five light bulbs. It right. looks like come right out of the eighties, but we saw them in the nineties and even two thousands, you know, where they would put those in. So, you know, we're looking to go, like you said, a step, you know, a step above that. Right. And then your second point was keep it simple. And then what was your other point? Do as much as you can. As early as you can. As early as Meaning you can. Meaning the first rehab you do on the property when you either acquire it or let's say it's. Let me give you a, for example, okay. you know, let's say that you have carpet and you're going to do carpet in the bedrooms and that there's carpet, you know, already there. Um, but you've got one of the bedrooms that's got some discoloration, got some staining, mm-hmm. you know, in it. I personally like to replace things like that in the beginning. I know what my costs are. I like to have it fresh, clean, and neat. If that property is fresh, clean, neat, very appealing to the eye in the beginning, I'm going to attract a better tenant. And when, if you start off, at a good spot and you start off with a good tenant, your chances of success down the road are exceptional. You know, I've seen it a lot of, and that's just how I've always been, you know, but I I've seen it a lot of times with clients that bring their properties to us. Right. And, you know, they say that they just, they just had it remodeled and they're wanting us, you know, to do it and, you know, do the management and, you know, seeing the things that they don't do, you know, that there's huge nicks on the Formica countertop that really, you know, if you're going to keep it as Formica, you know, three, four hundred dollars, you could go buy the stock stuff at any of the home improvement stores and, you know, make it look fresh, right. clean and neat. You know, it's and when we're dealing with, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollar a month rentals, you know, you're attracting, you know, a more well heeled tenant that is going to take care of the place. So it just it just disqualifies the property when you don't do a lot of those things. When I say do as much as you can early, that doesn't mean going in there and going overboard with the finishes. That means if some of the finishes, the flooring, uh, the countertops, some cabinets or vanities, if they're in bad shape, I like doing it early. So to summarize, because this is a difficult thing to explain unless you took someone to example after example that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of people who will buy a property 
And they will go in and say, okay, the carpet in this room is good enough. I'm not going to replace it. But the carpet's bad here, here, and here. This bathroom, it'll be need to be updated in a couple of years. I'll wait and I'll do that then. Um, this other bathroom, it's uh, it needs total remodeled. I'll do that one now. We say, get it all together and done now. You're going to be doing this stuff over time. So if you if you what we see happen is if they skip a bedroom or skip a bath and put that off till later, you're not going to get the great rents at the beginning. You're not going to get the better tenants. Before you know it, you don't want to spend money on the next tenant turn, and you put off the bathroom. And we see these things really go sideways quickly. Versus starting with a fresh product Correct. across the board. And we're not saying go in there and just replace everything that doesn't need it. However, if you start at the beginning and you replace everything you know that's going to need to be, or very soon going to need to be, don't put that off. Get that property going off on the right foot right away, and then you can... You know, if you start if you start with, with 10 issues and you fix five of them, and then you rent it, rent it out to a lower quality tenant, and then... Whenever you get it back, you still have those five issues, and then you've got three more. Right. And then if you you do two or three of those, and then you've got you know four issues, and then you get another tenant out, and then it goes another couple issues go back. It's so much more difficult to fight and get on that stinking hamster wheel to get the property you know where it needs to be. Right. And not to mention, you know, it also provides other exit strategies. You know, if you will, that if you keep that property up, I mean. We always promote long-term rental investing, but it keeps the property in good shape to provide you other exit strategies if, you know, if, For if, sure. if you had to. And, and it keeps it right on that edge of being all, you know, when you do tenant turns, you just do have to do little refreshes. You know, if you have a tough tenant turn, the last thing you want is to have a tough tenant turn plus four other issues that you didn't handle before and you still got to remodel the bathroom and then you put it off further. I went to lunch with, um, you know, Joe, our, our, the person who helps us with these podcasts and on our way back in, we've got uh, these beautiful flower pots in front of our office and the paint's kind of cracking off. And I said, you know, what's interesting about these flower pots is the fact that every single thing that's manufactured in this world, the day it comes off that assembly line, it's going downhill starting right. It starts to deteriorate right away. So if you've got half the property kind of halfway through deterioration, the other half fixed, it's just a mess, and it gives the wrong message, too, to tenants about what you care. If you don't care about your own house that you're putting them in, they're not going to care about it either. Right. You know. When, when we are providing properties, you know, for customers, we take care a lot of the major systems. Right. Um, you know, roofing, HVAC, um, water heater. You know, right. we're, we're looking at, you know, really starting it off right, even from that standpoint. But if you are just investing on your own, you're not going to a turnkey provider, which, you know, we, we provide lots of resources and, you know, can provide some really great things that a lot of people have a struggle to get that to A to Z. But if you are doing it, you know, on your own, what do you say about some of the, the major items, HVAC, plumbing, right. you know, some of that stuff? I understand the desire to, to write it and tell it bucks you with that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to get as much life out of them as you can, but it's going to be a major inconvenience for your tenant. It could possibly cause other damage. There's a lot of reasons why you would want to delay it, you know, not spend the money. Why fix it until it really needs it? But the truth is it's going to cause you more headaches than, it were, than it's worth. If you're going to end up needing to replace it, you replace it now ahead of time. Don't wait for it to be an inconvenience for you, your tenants. Don't wait for it to cause damage to further systems in your house. You know, I mean. It's like you could have an inefficient, uh, you know, air conditioning, 
you know, unit, and then you know the, your 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 tenants' utility bills, you know, skyrocket. We've seen this, and they want you to know, move immediately. Correct. They want to get out. Yeah, it's not a, it's not you're not providing them the best product that's out there on the market. Now, that's not to say just because your air conditioning isn't uh, you know the most efficient on the market, you don't have to put that in. However, the scenarios we're talking about, you know, that's just garbage systems that just suck energy and barely spit out. You know, like it's like an asthmatic blowing half cool air on you all day you know so you want to those systems are so important we we err on the side of of replacing more than we probably should because we've had we've had so much experience where we've tried to ride things out and it's bit us because a tenant's then unhappy or it causes the you know water condensation from an ac line because mm-hmm. the ac line wasn't insulated the way it should have been causing damage to a basement you know there's all these scenarios that have taught us the hard way that you know what if it's if it's borderline and it's at the end of its life you replace it now you're right. gonna have to replace it later it's easier now I think it's also to comment you know I think the quality of some of these bigger items has deteriorated you know over the years big time you know um, so a person has to really be cautious you had an interesting story not too long ago yeah you know, in your previous home yeah um, the water heater was how old it was 1981 my my uh, HVAC was 1976. Yep. It was a Chrysler. Chrysler furnace. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I've, I've been in thousands of homes. Yeah. I didn't know Chrysler I, you right. know, was, was turning out. Yeah, furnace. and you couldn't have paid me to replace it because it was a giant piece of metal that worked and mm-hmm. then you just replaced parts. It was made to work for a lifetime. Yeah. It's not this um, Chinese made crap that they call for HVACs today. So, you know, that's, that's kind of an asterisk to all of this is that if you get one of those old systems that was made to last generations, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes replacing that just cause it's old, replacing that with a new junk furnace that, you know, they're right. they only last 20 years now, if you're mm-hmm. lucky. Um, replacing it with that is a bad idea. Well, and, you know, speaking of like the, like the water heaters, like, you know, I, I said to clients over the last two decades, you know, how you, you would see a 30-year-old water heater more often than you would see a 10-year-old. It's true. Um, just because, and that's just the way, that's the way everything, like manufacturing, it's just not, you know, it's just not what it used to be. Right. You know, like I talk about it with lawn equipment all the time, like, you know, like, you know, I'm still using the same brand that I grew up with my dad, you know, and it's that stuff that we used back in the eighties was, right. was so much better. But, uh, but we have Briggs and Stratton motors were made for lifetimes. Correct. I heard even they're junk now, which is heartbreaking I, like, to hear if that's true. Like, it just seems like everything has been that way. Yeah. But, you know, so I say that I, I say all this to caution that there are different levels, you know, of HVAC systems and water heaters and all of that and going the absolute bottom of the barrel. I'll give a great, for example, the house that uh, that I lived in downtown, mm-hmm. you know, whenever I was still a bachelor, you know, I skimped. And this is this is 2008, so we're going back a ways. But, you know, I, I re- renovated a house that was built in 1890, 5,500-square-foot 5, home. And by house, he means a shell. Yeah, it was. I mean, I had to redo everything. Right. Um, so when it got like to a certain point, like I was trying to save money, and I won't even mention the brand, but you know, put in some. Ch- I had to put two. You know, does full it start with good and ends with man? It does. Um, <laughs> I, how can I does. guess? I wasn't going to say anything, right. but but it's amazing. Like at month six, you know, the problem started, right. and they never stopped. I mean, it was 
just bananas, like, you know, how, how terrible it was where if I'd went with a, a route or a train or, you know, some of a carrier or some of these other products, uh, I'm really big on carrier right now. I feel like those are, you know, pretty good, pretty good. Plus units, there's local jobs, you know, carriers are a big employer. It here. is. And I think it's part of, part of the sentiment, you know, I've always felt that it's, it's uh, supporting, you know, our local economy it's, here. They're great jobs here. Mm-hmm. Great jobs. But they, they have some good units. And so just be cautious of what you're buying. I'm not saying like on the water heater side, you have to go out and get a, a new tankless, you know, system for three grand to put in there. But, you know, going, you know, a step above the bottom of the barrel, I think is, is, is smart Absolutely. to do. You know? yeah, I, I always feel like uh, if, if it's what the housing and urban development Department of our government and Fannie Mae use when they need to replace something, you should go a step above that. Right. You know. So let's dive into the finishes a little bit more. Um, and, you know, this is a little bit more Indiana specific because, you know, we've done some investing in Florida and the finishes are just a little bit different. Like tile flooring. You have Correct. to use tile flooring in our so house. We see lots of people. We have a lot of investors from Florida and they come up here and they're like, oh, well, you need to put tile throughout the house. Right. Okay. <laughs> You know, I get that, you know, that's how it is in Florida. But, you know, whenever it's negative 10 here in Indiana, you know, it's not really great to have a, you know, a tile tile floor no. in the house, um, you know, especially throughout. So a lot of people in Indiana, they still prefer carpet, um, you know, especially in the bedroom. So we still you know, put carpet in a lot of our bedrooms. But a finish that we're seeing a lot of now and that we're big on is the vinyl plank, you know, flooring. So. It's a it's an unbelievable product. I have it in my house because I have dogs and kids. Um, my you, house too. Yeah, you you can get high end stuff here at that, the office. Yeah, we have it in our office. It's just incredibly durable. You can spend a lot of money and get stuff that looks unbelievable and just looks like wood. Mm-hmm. Um, the the main reason though is for the durability. You know that is the main reason we did it, and it's not freezing cold on your feet if someone drops a soup can. Unlike tile, it won't crack. It's mm-hmm. there. And if there is an issue, it's replaceable. You know, we even, we uh, have started using this uh, version of it that you can, you don't have to take it all the way up from the wall. A lot of it, you if there's a piece in the middle that's been damaged to replace it, you got to take it all the way out and then build it back. You know, you replace that piece mm-hmm. and put it all back. Well, this new stuff we have, you can just replace the piece just from the middle right there. So it's, Functionally, it's a it's an amazing product and lasts a really long time, but it's also very easy to repair instead of replace. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is huge with deferred maintenance on on rentals. So, and it looks good, and tenants like it. So, what else could you ask for? It's, right. it's durable. Tenants like it, and it's easily repairable. I mean, it's a dream. That's one of the finishes. I'm huge on vinyl plank flooring. Yeah. Um, another mistake I see a lot, and we've we've joked about it, is uh, you know investors going in and putting a flat paint bomb, you know, throughout the house. You see, I think yeah, you we, say, we used to call it a grenade. Yeah, setting off a paint grenade. <laughs> yeah, it's house. like they threw a grenade in there, ran out of the room, and it's just white everywhere. You yeah. know. Yeah, but so we're talking about leaving the the, the trim the same color, the yeah. ceilings, the the walls. I like for it to be visually appealing for the tenant. So, you know, we're, we're big on semi-gloss. Right. You know, on the on the trim, um, at least an eggshell um, on the walls. And keep in mind, you know, going an eggshell grade is going to keep it, you know, it's it's much more durable. than you know, if you just put flat and paint. And cleanable. And very cleanable. Um, if, you know, if you just do flat, I mean, you just, you just get a lot of issues. I mean, yeah. there's a reason why flat 
finish is the cheapest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Try to stick with the same paint colors and every rental that you do. It's something that we do, good um, point. you know, that way you can just do touch ups or even if it's sun faded, which will happen. Um, you you could just paint one wall in that room, the wall that has, you know, needs the touch up. So, you know, if you stick with that same paint color, um, it's going to save you all kinds of deferred maintenance over time. And it's, it's just an easy thing to do. It doesn't cost you anything. Right. You know, you can tint any any paint you choose that same color. It just goes back to boring. Yeah, boring. Boring, you know. And once you find a, a co- color combination that works, um, stick with it. You know, the, we, we made a change the first time in 10 years probably. We made a change from the tans because, uh, you know, I'm told that's old-fashioned now to gray we're, we're tones. The gray tones now. And um, we found a combination and we're you know, going to stick to it. Because, like, you know, I remember whenever I first started, you know, in, in 02 – you know, everything was going to beige. Yeah. You know, everything was. And I just felt like, man, it's never, it's always going to be, be here. You know, I remember my, using it, my you know. Broadway house that I have a picture of, one of my mm-hmm. first houses and my first important house that was mine. I got Perry Ellis beige and I thought everyone's going to know how cool I am now. My walls are Perry Ellis beige. Well, you gave up. People a lot of reasons to think you were cool back in those days. Collar up, (laughs) ray bands on. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I never thought it was going to go away. Now it's now it's 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 grays, and you know, I remember seeing thinking that um, like our hair used to be browns, and now it's grays. That's the reason why I got it so short, so to hide some of the hide some of the gray. But you know, know, the 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 uh, brass finishes. You know, we're, we're, we're dying out, and now they're coming back a little bit. Um, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, I do try to keep, you know, I think it's a, that, that's a, another quick um, tidbit is, you know, I like keeping the finishes on the doors, you know, a little bit upgraded because it's pretty cheap, and it changes the entire look of a we place. We do that. So we change out the hinges and the, and the door handles, and it's an extra cost. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that you could argue it's, it, you know, you don't need to do it. You won't get a return. But, again, it goes back to the – Tenants, when you tenants see that you care that much, where you've you've made it a modern, really nice home, those little touches they treat the house better too. Right. Um, so it's one you could get away with not doing. We always do it. We really think it's important. You know, um, like yesterday, showing telling the client we were replacing the the door hardware, he was blown away because it's perfectly fine, silver. You know, Correct. it's normal. Um, but you know, those are, those are those touches. You do a good job of staying up with, with what's popular. So wh- where do you spend time to, to find out that house, house? I don't know. I, I've, I mean, I've been on that, that house.com. Yeah. H-O-U-Z-Z is a, is a cool place to go. But for me, you know, I, I spend so much time like in my, when I do have free time, my computer's in my lap, Yeah, you know, just looking at things and you you, know, being a sponge. You have a you tip know. that people where people could kind of go just to see what the trends are currently. I think how, I think house is a, is a neat place yeah. because I mean, there's, there's all kinds, you know, of pictures, uh, you know, on there. Um, you know, again, you know, I really think, you know, just, just being a sponge and seeing, you know, what is, what is out there. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, Sherwin Williams, you know, has lots of yeah. lots of different things on their yeah, website. They do a, they do color portfolios at. too, so you can kind Correct. of see what the trends are for each year. Because we were looking at mm-hmm. painting the outside of my house, and so I went there to their visualizer, and I thought, I don't even know where to start. And yeah. so I went on Sherwin Williams, and they have twenty twenty one color palettes to choose from. And a lot of it for me too is, 
My personal home is literally under construction yeah. 365 <laughs> days out yeah. of the year because um, I've moved a lot. Yeah. I'm in my 13th home since 01. Um, I don't plan on moving again. So crazy. But, you know, because I've been my 13th home since 01, I have just constantly been updating. And you just, you kind of get a knack for that because, right. you know, it's, it's always under construction. But, but, you know, like you said in the beginning, like this was something that's always been near and dear to my heart. Um, whenever we were just friends in real estate, not partners in real estate, used to give me all kinds of crap because I was the one in Menards yeah. picking everything out. Going, I'd call you and, and you'd be at Menards literally picking out the lights that go in every house. Yeah, see, I'll be here for another three hours, yeah. so I'll be free here in a little I was, bit. My mind was blown. <laughs> I just always enjoyed doing it. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those things that I hate that I don't get to get to do as much. I still do some, right. you know, but, uh, but I love it. And, you know, yeah, I picked uh, out the showers in our apartment building. That was so much fun. It's awesome. Right. It was so fun. Right. I was there for two hours. There's only like 12, sh 12 choices. Right. I just, it was neat. So oh, it's, I get it's it. I miss fun. it too. I miss it. So, you know, I mean, you can have fun doing this also to yep. recap, you know, really dive into the floor plan, yep. secure the floor plan, yep. keep it simple. Uh, with regards to you know going overboard, you know with materials and you know doing too high end finishes, do as much as you can early. I know that's one that pro people are probably going to have a hard time hearing. We've been doing this for a combined forty years. We've seen it. You know, whenever you don't get off on a good you know good foot, it just the, your chances of success are so much smaller than if you do everything right the first time. You know, this is a long term business. You know, do it right. Um, you know, we fully believe in that. Um, you know, there's materials are changing, you know, every year, you know, stay up on it. That's something that, you know, we're happy to field, um, you know, any of the questions you have any, uh, last. No, minute, that's good. Uh, I mean, tips it's a, for our listeners, it's a good summary, you know, work with the floor plan. You can, if you can, if, if you can only make changes to it, if you necessarily have to, you know, do a good rehab, do it all up front. So you start with a great product and then maintain that product. Pretty. It sounds pretty simple, but it's it's difficult to find that exact pinpoint. But hopefully these tips helped, and you know, and we'll continue to keep our eye on these things. And if people have questions, like you said, we're always happy to share our opinions and our thoughts. We're open books over here. So hit subscribe again. Love doing this with you guys. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We'd be we love hearing from our listeners and from our clients. Always here to help you out in your real estate investing. Until next time. Happy investing. <laughs>